Welcome to another podcast episode of Trippin' with Silver Daddy. Hey, we just finished celebrating Labor Day in the United States. Labor Day is what we consider the last holiday of the summer, and it signifies the end of summer for most of the United States. This is when we get into our fall period, the temperatures become nicer, it starts getting cooler in the evening, and everything seems to be more pleasant. Now, I was born and raised up in Ohio, and this weekend, Labor Day weekend, was one of the biggest parties in Cincinnati. We have a radio station, which was a very hard rock station at the time, called WEBN. And WEBN on Labor Day weekend always had one of the largest fireworks displays in the United States. And it's all set to music. So I remember this weekend, growing up high school, all the way through college, we would all go down to our riverfront, to the serpentine wall that was choreographed to the fireworks. It was such a cool thing. We're talking hundreds of thousands of people would be there. It was a massive party. At my age, I don't think I could handle that kind of crowd and that kind of party because, one, the bathroom lines are way too long, and I'm not going to wait for the bathroom. I'd rather watch it on TV. This is what we used to do during Labor Day weekend when I was back home in Cincinnati. This is when the weather gets really nice in most of the United States, with the exception of Florida where I live. It's still hot and muggy because of the humidity. And it's actually the peak of hurricane season. And I'm really afraid that this September may not be good for all of us living in Florida because I'm expecting some hurricanes still. And another reason for that, the water temperature and the Atlantic is at an all-time record high. The hotter the water is, the more likely you're going to start getting hurricanes. But that's not the only thing. The wildebeest run is almost over in Africa. And what people don't realize, the wildebeest runs creates what we call savanna dust. The wildebeest kicks up all this dust into the upper atmosphere and it comes across the Atlantic. And this year, the wildebeest dust is at a very minimum. And that is not good for hurricanes because what normally happens, if there is a lot of dust coming through, that dust helps stop the creation of the clouds So what happens to wildebeest, the dust that they kick up, the savanna dust that comes across the Atlantic, that interferes with the formation of hurricanes. When you have all this dust in the air, the moisture kind of gets to the dust and it falls down and it doesn't build up and work its way up into the sky. So it cuts down on the potential of hurricanes. It's kind of like a triple threat. It's been very hot, the ocean temperature is high, and there's not as much wildebeest dust, which creates the savanna dust. Therefore, 
we have a bigger chance of hurricanes, and it is the peak time for hurricane season. And the weather does not break down here in Florida. It's still going to be muggy and hot. So while the rest of our country may be starting to get cooler weather, that's not the case here in Florida where I live. It's just going to be miserable. That's what's going on. Labor Day, for those that aren't in the United States, it's basically a holiday to celebrate those who actually work. And it was originally to give the workers a day off at the end of summer to celebrate. Well, the way society is today, no one takes days off. Everyone is working. And because it's a holiday, if you are in the service industry, you're working. So technically, this is my first time I was able to be off on this holiday because I used to work for that Jet Who company. It's kind of nice not to have to worry about that. There's so much stuff that was going on in Wilton Manors. I mean, besides just all the tourists that are here, there's the Flockfest had a big party. All the bars were having big parties. There's so much going on here in Wilton Manors, Florida. It's actually a great weekend here. But, you know, these holidays can also be very stressful. You know, all these parties and places to go and things to do kind of gets really to you. So I think what I'm going to do today, I'm going to go see Rob. He does massages and all that. And I'm going to talk to him. And then after that, I think I'm going to go see my friend Raphael over at Cleo's Coffee Shop. Because I want to see what kind of new art that has came in to the coffee shop. It's also a coffee shop, and also part of it is an art place. So it'd be kind of cool to see what changes has been in there. I haven't been there several months. So we're going to maybe go do that today. That's kind of what my plans are. I don't know what your plans are, but I hope your plans are listening to my sponsor and staying with me. Because... You are listening to Trippin' with Silver Daddy. I'll be right back. Catfish Dewey's is my favorite place to eat because they have all you can eat. Hey, they have more than that. They have a regular menu, but I like my food. And on Monday, Tuesday nights, they have all you can eat shrimp. On Wednesday, it's the barbecue baby back ribs. On Thursday and Sunday, it's that Alaska snow crab legs. On Friday, it's the fried scallops. And on Saturday, it's the fried oysters and crawfish. Hey, Catfish Dewey's has been around for four years because they know how to do it right. Big family environment and has a great little bar inside the place. Let me just tell you, you need to go to Catfish Dewey's. You know, they're conveniently located at 4003 North Andrews Avenue in Oakland Park, which is just north of downtown Fort Lauderdale. See you at Catfish Dewey's. Hey everyone, welcome back to Trippin' with Silver Daddy. You know, it was just a holiday weekend and I have been stressed. You know, I get stressed real easily anymore. I think it's an age thing. But when I get stressed, there's nothing, I'm telling you, there is nothing better than getting a good professional massage. Someone who's licensed, 
different than those other ones you see. And I am sitting here with Rob. Hi, Rob. Hi, nice to be here. You do massages. Yes, I do. And you're a licensed massage therapist. I am a licensed massage therapist. And there's a big difference because you actually know what you're doing. Very much so. The The process of becoming a massage therapist, I got my education in New York, which required 1,500 hours of hands-on plus a degree in occupational health. So it's, um, it's very important to, to have that education if you're going to be doing massage therapy. Yes, because I think a lot of people, when they think of massage therapy, they don't realize there's a lot that goes into this. And there's a lot of benefits medically by getting a good, correct professional massage versus someone who's just out there saying, hey, look at me, come see me. Because you're trained in certain areas and different disciplines of massaging, correct? Correct, yeah. During the course of the education, you study uh, myology, which is the study of muscles. You study pathology. You study neurology. So you're going through the entire body and its systems. We even spent a couple of semesters in cadaver lab working with cadavers to, you know, find the muscles and cut the body open and find the bony landmarks. So it's a, it's a pretty intense education. Yeah, many years ago when I was up at UD, I'm a business finance major and I decided to take a course called kinesiology for fun. Yes. And we had Sally, the cadaver. Or the cadaver <laughs> yes. That was part of the layup part. And it was the whole dissecting, seeing the muscles and all that. Because I was a trainer when I was in college, which now is like sports medicine. Right. You know, the doctors would say, hey, they need to have an ice circulation massage. They need this. And tell us what we had to do to try to get athletes back up on the field. Of course, yeah. Very important. And I think this is an area that I really want to educate my followers You know, they all know I used to be a teacher, so I always tell them, get ready, you're going to sit down. This is class time. You're going to learn something here. This is not just all fun and games, but it's very important for people to understand the importance, I think, of getting massages. Would you agree? I agree completely, yeah. And there's different areas. Like, I can think of so many. I just mentioned I worked with athletes. Like, for instance, I see all these guys who are going to the gym three, five times yeah, they got muscles, they got all this great body and all that. But those people and athletes who are working out all the time really need to go get massaged too yes, to get the do. blood flowing. Am yes, I right or do. wrong? Very much so. Yeah, the more a person works out, it's great. Your muscles are building, you're becoming healthier, you're becoming stronger. But those muscles are becoming tight and contracted during the process of working out. And that's something that can cause injury down the road if your muscles are over-contracted or too tight. So they do need to be loosened up in order to keep being productive at what you're doing. Is it? Am I correct or not that part of the reason massage, like with athletes, this was what I was told years ago, but this is like many, many years ago, so it's probably been wrong and proven wrong. But it was more the massages basically getting into the muscles and that to get the blood flowing, to get fresh blood and new blood into these muscles and move some of the other things 
out. Yes. Yeah, it's important. There are buildups of different types of, um, you know, bodily fluids in the muscles when you work them out that can cause pain. When the muscles become tight, it can restrict oxygen-rich blood flow. So it's important to, to loosen those things up while you're working, especially while you're working out. Yeah, and it's not just always our muscles, too, because when you're doing massages, yes, we're working on the muscles, but there's other things around that, like the lymph glands. And the lymph glands, if I remember from way back in college, that whole purpose of lymph glands is actually to move bad things out of our body and push it out. We have our lymph glands in our necks and our armpits and in our groins area, and they actually run throughout the whole body. But when you're doing massaging that, you're also helping move fluids through other things than just muscles, right? That's correct. There's a modality called lymphatic drainage, um, which is... It could be for athletes. It could be for people who have certain pathologies or circulation problems. Um, the primary areas would be, you know, the neck, um, the axillary, the groin. There uh, is the inguinal uh, concentration. And there's another concentration of lymph nodes behind the knees. So with lymphatic drainage, you have to know the direction and the flow of the lymph ducts in order to move fluid from, say, the calves into the concentration of lymph nodes in the back of the knee. Um, it's important to know that anatomical aspect of things to do successful lymphatic drainage. And that's why you have 1,500 hours of training yes. before you started doing this. Yes. And that's what makes the difference between someone who's licensed and someone who's not that's just doing it for whatever. Very much because so. Because they're trying to make some money on the side. Very much so. But now we talked a little bit about athletes, but I also, I'm not sure about this, but I can just, with based on what I know... And where I'm at in age, I think it would be important for people like me who are in their 60s and older that I think massages could be very beneficial because a lot of older people aren't as active and they're not getting that blood flow and that circulation and movement. Am I right about that? Yes, you are. I mean, there's, there's different types of massage therapy. You can go into any sort of consumer spa. You can get a Swedish massage, you can get a deep tissue, a sports massage. What I do is medical massage therapy. That focuses on very specific outcomes based on a root problem. So for example, I have you know one client who is, is I believe she's in her 70s. She came in, she was having pain in the arm. It's perfectly reasonable for a therapist to say, okay, well, I'm going to focus on your arm. But as a medical massage therapist, you dig a little deeper. I'm going to ask questions like, okay, you're having pain in your arm. Are you also having numbness and tingling or weakness? Do you experience a clicking in your shoulder? I'm going to ask postural questions. Show me your posture when you text. Do you sleep on your side, your back, your front? Do you carry a bag on a specific shoulder? When you're on the couch watching TV, what side do you lay on? And I'm going to ask all these questions because I know that there's a complex group of nerves in the neck that when they get tight, they will impinge the nerves and they will cause these symptoms in the arm. 
Right. And that's not uncommon in older adults. You have to know the anatomy and physiology enough to say, hey, yeah, you have back pain, but I think it's coming from someplace else. You've got to do a very in-depth assessment, or they come in with a specific medical diagnosis from a doctor, but you need to know your way around the body and you need to ask these questions in order to effectively help the client. You just said that you do medical massage therapy. So what's your company? Do you have a company or do you work for a company? What do you do? Uh, both. My own company is called the Men's Health Initiative, uh, and the primary focus is on men's health. When it comes to massage therapy, there are a lot more female practitioners than male practitioners, and there's a lot more female clients, statistically speaking. So I wanted to set something up to reach out to men who may not be getting the services that they need. I'm in the process now of opening up another company called South Florida Medical Massage. I see all clients, male, female, regardless of anything. So I'm opening South Florida Medical Massage. And then I also, the office we're in now, we're in a place called Vital Touch Therapeutics, which has been in Wilton Manors for quite a long time. And I have two colleagues that I work with here as well who have other specialties. Between all of those things, I, I get to see many, many, many clients for many walks of life. Okay, so how do people get a hold of you? Uh, they can go to my website. Okay, what's that? Which is mhiftl.com, and that will bring them directly to my website. They can also look up Vital Touch Therapeutics on okay. Google, and their website will come up as well. So everyone, if you need this type of service and you're here in South Florida, you really need to get a hold of Rob. You know, he is an expert. He's been doing this for years. Strongly recommend that you reach out to him. And I think it's a very important thing for all different types of people, from athletes to parents to silver daddies who are just stressed out and needs to relieve stress. Or, you know, if you're getting older and you have problems. I want to thank you for this. And thank you for your time. And make sure everyone, once again, tell everyone the website, your website. It is MHI for Men's Health Initiative, FTL for Fort Lauderdale.com. Okay, everyone, I have to go to a break. And you're listening to Silver Daddy. This is Trippin' with Silver Daddy with Rob. I'll be right back. When Silver Daddy needs to go shopping, you know where you'll find me. I'll be at Leatherworks. Let me tell you, the reason I love this place is because it is the premier fetish and leather shop in the Southeast. Not just in my area, but in the entire Southeast. You know, they are inclusive of all sexuality, genders, and body types. So even me, Daddy Bear, I can find things at Leatherworks. Their quality of their leather products is incredible. You know, they make a lot of the stuff in shop. But they only use the highest quality leather. You can join the Lifestyle Club program. You know, it offers discounts on in-store products and classes. Yes, classes. They offer classes and they have quarterly parties for the community. If you need to get something, you can go to leatherworks.com and the works is W-E-R-K-S. Go there and you can buy online. Hey everyone, welcome back to Trippin' with Silver Daddy. 
So I'm still in Wilton Manor's area, and I'm at a place that I stopped in a couple weeks ago because it just drew my attention because they have all this art. But more amazing than the art was they have a really cool coffee shop inside called Cleo Royal Coffee. Cafe, right? Cafe. In Spanish? Cafe, 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 cafeteria. I know that word in Spanish. I don't know Perfecto. much Spanish, but I'm here with Rafael, one of the owners. Correct. What's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rafael. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, Rafael. This is going to be a hard interview for me to get through because Rafael is so handsome, and he's from Mexico, and I love the Latino boys, we oh, know that. we're spicy. Because <laughs> Mexico got me in trouble. And I will take a photograph of this because he's getting me some water. And I said, oh, my God, you guys, ha you have a big penis. <laughs> and he's like, how did you know? And I'm like, he's not looking at me. And I'm pointing to some artwork here. <laughs> That he has, like, I'll take a picture of it. Well, I, I, thought, penis... I thought you were looking at my pictures online. And that's what he's like. Oh, I thought you were talking about me. And I'm like, oh, shit. Now I'm embarrassed. And I'm, like, turning red. I'm like, oh, oh should I walk God. out of this place or what? Okay, no. okay. So let's focus. <laughs> let's stay focused on this. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about your coffee shop, okay? Oh, yes. And then we'll talk later about your hair. <laughs> so he, I got silver hair. He's got the most beautiful purple hair, my favorite color, which goes with your menu. Coffee. You know, there are people who are, I would call, almost like coffee snobs. They know everything about coffee, all this stuff about coffee. But you know what? I don't know squat about coffee. So you're going to educate me. Well, good thing you're here with us today. Yeah, yeah. you're going to be my teacher. Oh, yes. I'll teach you whatever you want. <laughs> About coffee. Oh, okay. Yeah, right? Damn. <laughs> Damn, I was getting excited oh. again. <laughs> Dang it. Okay, so let's talk about coffee. So coffee, I, I know one thing about coffee. I was in Puerto Rico and I went to a coffee plantation. I do know coffee is a very laborious Product. I mean, from very, picking very. the beans to roasting it more than once and deshelling and all this. And coffee takes forever to do. So what kind of coffee do you guys use? So then and our coffee, besides all of that, you know, the hard work, it gets all the way from Guatemala. Guatemala and also Colombia. So, you know, it gets all imported, exported. Imported. imported. Yes, there you so go. So it's all imported from Guatemala. Guatemala and, and Colombia. Colombia. Yes. And we all, you know, everyone hears Colombia has good coffee yeah, in Guatemala. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So now I do know something about tobacco. Okay. Tobacco? So I take it Guatemala is good because of the fertile land, because I know volcanic land makes things taste better. Is that better. true with coffee? And coffee has to grow at a certain altitude because it needs so much cold and i may not know about drinking coffee but i know a little bit about everything Go yeah ahead, no me. i mean I, i can tell i can tell and i love that information that you are providing us today as well <laughs> and yeah definitely all it's about the the high where, where it's planted how also i mean we care about people also when they pick up our beans that they're picking them up with love right so that's like All the important thing that we kind of sell to our customers, 
that we serve everything with love and it's organic and it's locally roasted. So like besides all the transportation, locally roasted, served with love, I mean, what else can be perfection? So anything with love is good. Yes. So you have different, like when coffee, so I'm looking at your menu, okay? You have different types of coffee. Now are these how you mix the coffee or are these different beans? Like you have a Luxor, you have a Cairo. Those are both Egyptian, right? Yeah, so all of these were Cleopatra Royal Coffee. Uh, it came up like from us like being all transported to, uh, to the Middle Eastern, right? And we, we just love all this culture and the people. We have so much, uh, so many friends from the other side of the world. So we were like, okay, let's share a little bit of what we love, right? So then all these signature drinks, uh, we have created them for people to enjoy different kind of textures, flavors, colors as well. So, you know, it's a fun recipe that we have crafted for everyone to enjoy something different. So like, yes, Luxor Breve, you know, served with half and half, Breve style, small rosemary, a couple saffron beaters. Wow. Yes. So the funny thing is, I'm reading and looking at the menu, and then it, I see Cleo, and like there's different things on the menu, like King Tot. I know who that is. And then he said Cleopatra, and then the light bulb went off. You can't get anything past me. Cleo is for Cleopatra, which is Egyptian, so a lot of things on the menu have Egyptian names. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can't get shit past me, people. Don't even try, because I understand. But I was more upset when I saw the bottom part of their menu because it's the Queen's Feast. And I'm like, oh, my God, did they know I was coming in here oh, or something? Yeah. Like, they got the Silver Queen here. Silver Queen. They got the Silver Daddy Queen here. And now we're talking about Queen's Feast. Now we're talking about something I know. Food. There you go. I oh, know yes. food. So you guys also have food here. Oh yeah, yeah, besides all the great coffee, organic that we serve, and we got 25 different kind of uh, loose leaf tea that we steep it at the time and then we serve them as you wish, right? We can make lattes, cappuccinos, egg, uh, teas with, with some milk and foam on top, but then yes, all about the food, what we got is acai bowls, you know, um, all super fruity and blend with uh, seeds, almond butters, and we got a baklava bowl. Uh, what? Di- baklavas. What? Baklava. <laughs> What's that? Is this Mediterranean dessert? Come on. I've never had it. No? Here, I have Where? a lot for you. Pam. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I have had that. I yes. didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that's what it was. Baklava. But yeah, we have in different type of presentations. So oh, we have a wow. bowl with all of these ones and they are delicious. So I'm going to take a picture with all this this good looking food so you guys can all see that on my Instagram. Oh, but see, you, you just really, because you said you serve everything that people want. So that just threw me off for a loop because now my mind went into the gutter. Oh my God, you, <laughs> like, got, mum- <laughs> you got mummy wraps. Mummy wraps, yes. And the mummy wraps, they're delicious. Like people have been killing them. So Mediterranean chicken, that is going to be a wrap with some mozzarella, lettuce, carrot, red peppers, 
chicken, chicken. We serve with this lime and cilantro sauce on the side, and mm -hmm. it sounds very healthy too. Super healthy, very, very, very fresh, delicious. You know. Wow. I'm telling you, you guys have a little bit of everything. And you even have some stuff that I know from when I lived in Puerto Rico, oh, right? Oh, yeah, and those are empanadas. Empanadas. Now, empanadas can be filled with a lot of different things. Yep. So it can really change your flavor because every culture that has those, basically, they kind of put their own specialty inside it wouldn't you say yeah the ones that we have you know they're delicious uh and then we have uh, different types of for example we serve colombian empanadas even though you know we were on the egypt mediterranean side but well we also have colombian you know to spread also our latino flavors so we got a beef and potato empanadas chicken as well then a couple of vegetarian vegan options and uh you know with spinach some uh vegan uh, little dips on the side so you know we take care of everyone there we go again <laughs> there he goes getting me off subject so you guys serve everyone with love and the food is incredible so i just wanted everyone to know if you would happen to come to the wilton manors area please make sure you come down the drive and you find Cleo Royal Coffee. Hey everyone, I this is like another great find. Thank you so much, Raphael. Thank you so much, Silver Daddy. I love you. And we are going to break, everyone. Goodbye. You're listening to Trippin' with Silver Daddy. Have you seen the new Cannonball website for 2023? It's amazing. It's one of the most beautiful websites I've seen for any event. Cannonball is taking place October 26th to November 1st in the Fort Lauderdale, Wilton Manors area. And it's the perfect time to come to South Florida. The weather is perfect. The beach is great. The ocean is at its warmest time. Oh my God, this is going to be so much fun. And there's so many things to do. You just need to look at all these different events that's going to take place. I mean, everything from we're going to a spa excursion, there's foam parties, there's swim parties, and it's the week of Halloween. So there's a concert jam costume party. You know, there's everything that you could possibly want to do. Oh, wow. There's also, we're going on airboats. We get to go into the Everglades and see the alligators. And there's the Jungle Queen. The Jungle Queen is so much fun. But one thing, you don't even have to worry about food. They have you covered with food. You have everything from, we have the Sharma dinner. There's the barbecue. There's the brunch with the queens. That's always hysterical. And then there's the Mediterranean banquet show. You need to go and check this out. You need to go to cannonballbash.com and you need to make your reservations now because this sells out. This is one of the largest events in South Florida. I will be there and I want to see you there and we need to get into that foam pool together.
Well, this was a great podcast, and I learned so much from Rob about the importance of massages, and I hope you guys learned something. It's great to have fun on the podcast, but it's also important to keep ourselves being educated. And also going to see Cleo in the new art that they have. Love the place. If you're ever in the area and need a good cup of coffee, go to Cleopatra's on Wilton Drive. See Raphael. One of the things I would like to do in the closing part of the podcast is maybe answer a few questions that I've been getting through my email. And my email is trippinwithsilverdaddy at gmail.com. So if you have a question, please send it. Lou wants to know, what islands in the Caribbean did you live? Well, Lou, I lived in the U.S. Virgin Islands, and I lived on the island of St. Croix. And I was there for about four years. I originally went down there just to teach scuba diving, but end up being director of Seaborne Airlines. And I got to open 10 airports in different islands. So I know the Caribbean pretty well, I think. And I enjoyed my time in St. Croix. When I first moved there, it was really hard because never lived on an island, really never lived anywhere but Cincinnati, Ohio. So it was a big cultural adjustment and just adjustment living on an island then after that I moved over to Puerto Rico was there for about a year and a half two years I enjoyed Puerto Rico Puerto Rico was different it didn't feel so much like a small island like St. Croix did because there were places that you could go and you felt like you were on the mainland like they had big national chain restaurants, like the bigger ones. And we're not talking about the fast food places, but kind of like the sit-down ones, like Friday's, Olive Garden. They have places like that. And there's a huge mall. It didn't feel like you were on a small island. I did enjoy that in Puerto Rico, but I don't speak Spanish. made it kind of difficult at times. But I was very lucky because I lived in the area that we would call the English-speaking part of Puerto Rico. I lived in the Condado area. That's where I was. Now, Timmy said, I saw on your social media that you're looking at moving out of Florida. Where do you plan on going? Please come to Minnesota. Well, Timmy, I don't think I'm going to Minnesota. I do have to go to that state because it's one of the three states that I've never been to. Minnesota is one of the states I've never been to, so I do need to get up there to visit. I'm not moving up there. I mean, I thought Cincinnati was cold. That would be very cold, but I hear Minneapolis is a fun city in the summertime. Unfortunately, summer's just about over, so maybe that'll be on next summer's trip. But some of the places that I've really been considering... I've actually been considering going back closer to my hometown. But I don't think I really want to live in my hometown of Cincinnati. Because I have did that for 40 years. And I want to experience something different. So I'm looking at, you know, 
Lexington, Louisville, Columbus, Ohio, Indianapolis. So if anyone lives in those cities, hey, reach out to me. Send me an email so we can talk because I probably have a lot of questions. But the other cities that I'm seriously been looking at is Asheville, North Carolina, Nashville, Tennessee, Austin, Texas, but I think it's going to be too hot there. And Albuquerque, New Mexico, or Santa Fe. I visited Albuquerque and Santa Fe a while back, and I may be interested in going out that way or maybe into Colorado. So if anyone's out in that way and you can give me some advice, I would love to hear from you too. So don't forget, you can go to my website, trippingwithsilverdaddy.com. It has all my social medias on there everything and you'll see how pathetic my website is i need a web developer that can help someone that can help me for free because i have no freaking money but i'm really looking for someone that can actually help me develop my website into some really cool things that i would like to expand into i also saw there's some big developments in the atlantic that's like a week away of potential hurricanes coming this way just like i told you at the beginning of the show i know we're gonna have some big hurricanes and i'm getting worried hey everyone i had a great day a great time and i really enjoy spending this time with you as i always tell you remember love peace and respect Hey, you've been listening to Trippin' with Silver Daddy. Bye!